We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you'll get all this for only $15 a month, the same rate as other hosting sites would charge you just for the initial setup fee. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sporting experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. And now, back to Talking Halos. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. It's been a minute. How you doing? I'm good, yeah. It's been a while. Excited to be back. It has, and as you guys probably all know, I have been focusing on minor leagues and the draft, and it is draft day, so it is my day to come back, my turn to come back now. I know Derek was supposed to be here to break this down with us, and he'll be here tomorrow to break it down with us, but uh, for today, you guys have me and Nate, and I'm super excited to talk about the draft. This is something that you know I've been focusing on a lot of in the past, I don't know, month or so. Nate, I mean, we talk about this on a daily basis almost, like, hey, the Angels should look at this guy, look at this guy, you know, scouting reports, you know, things we hear around, you know, just around the world, and it is finally here, and Nate, let's not even, like, you know, jump into anything else. Let's just get some first reactions to how we felt about the Angels taking Sam Bachman, a right-handed pitcher, out of Ohio, Miami University, Miami, Ohio University. And wait, was it Miami, Ohio? I don't even know where I'm at. I'm thinking of somebody else. No, no. it's Ben Roethlisberger School. Yep, there we go. So I am right on with it. So, Nate, let's get our first reactions on, you know, what we think about this first-round pick by the Angels. We'll kind of discuss it and, you know, maybe go into detail a little bit about, you know, just everything. So how do you feel about it? 
Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I mean, you know me, I've been I've been saying for a long time that the Angels just need to draft pitching, pitching, and more pitching. So it's very hard to be frustrated with drafting a pitcher. Now, is it a pitcher I would have drafted? No. Um, but at least they got a pitcher. And, I mean, he throws hard, so he kind of fits the, the current trend. And uh, he should be in the big leagues rather sooner rather than later. Um, another another guy the Angels draft where hopefully he's in the big leagues within a year and a half, maybe even a little sooner than that. So, uh, like I said, not the guy that I thought they were going to take, not the guy that I would have taken, but very hard to be upset when they're taking a pitcher and I've been complaining that we don't draft pitching enough. So, Yeah, there are definitely here in this room that we are talking about two schools of thought about how you know the draft should happen there is Nate who thinks that pitching should be a priority and I'm not going to disagree with you at all I think that pitching does need to be somewhat of a priority and then but then you have me on the other side who says you can go out and buy pitching and you know go and try to draft the most athletic you know the most dynamic baseball players you can find in the draft and I think the Angels you know, did a pretty, pretty good job of it. My initial thought here, and I'm going to be honest here with you guys, my Twitter broke right as the Angels were picking, so I was scrolling, scrolling, and nothing was popping up, and I was already fairly frustrated at that. So when the draft came up that I saw on on TV, I didn't even see it through Twitter or anything like that. It came up on TV. I think I was fairly shocked by it, especially with a lot of the rumors that were swirling beforehand, granted, we knew the Angels were going to be looking at pitching. If you look at Perimanesian's past, no matter where he has been, it has been pitching. Granted, he has not been in charge of a draft necessarily. You know, he hasn't been the GM anywhere. A lot of the places that he's been, Toronto, Atlanta, through all those years, went very pitching heavy early. And again, that's what the Angels did here. So, Nate, I want to kind of break down this draft a bit. You know, 1 through 10 as we, you know, kind of saw it here. We saw Henry Davis go one overall to the Pittsburgh Pirates. We saw Leiter go two, Jackson Job go three, Marcelo Meyer go four, and Colton Kowser go number five. Nate, I know you weren't huge into the draft, but you know, I think we kind of know these top ten players that got drafted here decently well, minus maybe one or two of these guys. But out of those first five picks, who do you think was the most, you know, interesting most the different the different pick who, who didn't you expect here and, and we'll get back to Bachman in a, in a minute or two we'll break down everything but I, I kind of want to go through the draft a little bit as well yeah so so the pick that I was kind of like really shocked well yeah uh, there are two guys I was really really shocked on um the first overall pick obviously um that guy he was not even Davis wasn't expected to go one I know he's supposed to go somewhere in the top five maybe six but when I heard his name going one one I was kind of shocked um the other guy that i was kind of shocked with was jackson job i know you loved him uh really good high school arm but uh, three overall to the tigers i thought i thought that was kind of uh an early pick but you know seeing where the tigers draft ended i think that might be the draft winners through day one i really do yeah and we'll get to winners and losers here in a second i, I don't know if you have the draft completely pulled up but i would probably do that real quick nate if i were you but for me, the the I guess the most surprising pick here was definitely Jackson Job at number three. I did not see this at all. Job definitely deserves to go number three or in that area. 
But for Marcelo Meyer to get passed up, the number, the consensus majority, the consensus number one overall pick. Granted, there was no real consensus, but it felt like everybody thought that he was going to go in the top three, knowing that you know either Pittsburgh was going to take him because of his pure baseball ability. I think Jack Leiter was going to go two no matter what, and we saw that. And then knowing that you know Alavila absolutely loved Meyer and didn't take him is again another very interesting thing, and and it probably cost him two million dollars. To be fair, like you look at the slot values between the number one overall pick, which is 8.42, which was what the Pirates have, and what Boston had at $6.66 million. And I hope that's not an unlucky number for whoever gets it, if that's Myers, or hopefully he doesn't get that exact amount. But yeah, it, it is. That was kind of a surprise to me. Boston got a steal of a pick there. It'll be interesting to see what Boston does going farther down. So. Six through ten, guys. We're not going to recap all of this this whole draft. After after we get to ten here, we're going to kind of just go through who we like and dislike and and picks like that. So number six was the Diamondbacks. They went with Jordan Lawler. Nice pick there. Uh, number seven was Frank Mazzucato. Uh, kind of a surprise pick there by Kansas City. Not a lot of people saw that one coming. Uh, Benny Montgomery, probably my favorite prep player in this draft. Most probably one of the most athletic players in this draft. And I said that on Twitter. Went to Colorado at eight and Sam Bachman went number nine to the Angels right-handed pitcher we already talked about him we'll get on to him more number 10 who I think is what a lot of people actually wanted in the Angels world and if you're listening to this and saying Jared yes we wanted Kumar Rocker why didn't we get Kumar Rocker I'll tell you here in a second Nate but before we get that Nate six through ten who do we like who do we not like I mean you probably don't know too much about Frank Mazzucato it's an interesting pick there do you yeah, oh. he, he's the kid from Connecticut who threw uh, back-to-back no-hitters, and he was in the news a little bit uh, for that. I think he had, what, 14, 14 innings of, of no-hit ball. Um, so, yeah, I know his name was in, in the uh, in the light for a little bit. I, I was very shocked on that pick, um, honestly. East Coast arm, um, probably not facing too good of competition out there compared to, you know, maybe, maybe a, a guy like Andrew Paintner. Uh, from Florida, who's probably going to face a little bit better comp out there. So yeah, I was I was kind of kind of confused by that one. Not to say that he's not a good arm. Uh, going to going to UConn on scholarship, uh, just kind of kind of shocked by it. Yeah, that that was definitely a surprise. I think in this whole first round, probably yeah, definitely probably in this whole first round, definitely in the first ten picks was Mazzucato going seventh overall to the Royals. Not a bad pick by any means because I think that. Where you could have got Mazzucato later on, you could have got a fairly similar player here at seven, though. I mean, it's hard to pass up on someone like Kumar Rocker or um, Cleo Watson, who a lot of teams ended up passing up, up on. And I guess we can kind of go on to why the Angels passed up on Kumar Rocker and even probably Cleo Watson, who was one of my favorite players in this whole draft, who I thought the Angels were going to take, who who a lot of people believed was the number one player on the Angels board for a long, for the longest time. And, and he was there, and Rocker was there, and pass, pass. Everybody was in shock. I mean, I think that that was probably the most shocking part of this entire draft, besides maybe a couple picks, was the fact that the Angels passed up on Kumar Rocker and Cleo Watson, two guys that in the past, like if you're looking at a Jerry DePoto draft or a Billy Epler draft, probably taking one of those two guys wouldn't we think absolutely yeah a hundred percent they're gonna take an athletic shortstop or the best pitcher available and uh let's be fair Kamar rocker is probably the best pitcher in this draft 
Yeah, and I, I think we're kind of in agreement there. I think there are a lot of really good pitchers, and you know, Jackson Job, Jack Leiter, even Mazzucato or Andrew Painter, who's one of my favorite prep pitchers in this in this draft. I, I think that there is a lot of decently good pitching, but the fact that you could pass up on Kumar Rocker is very interesting, and I think it had a lot to do with the money side of things, and that's something that I think a lot of people do, in fact, forget, is that there is a lot of money thrown around here with these type of players, and the slot value of stuff is very, very interesting. So the Angels' slot value at the ninth overall pick was $4.9 million, and that is the exact reason why they passed on Kumar Rocker because it wasn't quite enough. The Mets, we've seen them do it in the past. They went and they spent a lot of money on their first two rounders and then haven't done anything else after that. And it's a very risky st- strategy, but sometimes, actually, I think a lot of times it does pay off. And I think, Nate, you'd kind of agree with that, right? A hundred percent. I mean, when you look at the guys that are making a big difference in the in the major leagues, it's, it's the first two rounds. Yeah, you'll get lucky with a Jared Walsh in the 39th round, but I mean picks like those that's that's kind of just picking something out of the hat and hoping that it, it works but no first two rounds is where you really make your money as a gm in the draft and if you can guess right on those first two rounds then you've probably done a very very good job in your draft as a gm yeah I, and i totally agree that's not saying that the angels made a bad pick here because when you look at it, yes, Sam Bachman is not the flashiest name. He doesn't have the most glitter attached to his name. He pitched at Miami, Ohio, Miami of Ohio, who, Nate, did you ever play Miami of Ohio? No. Okay, do you know where Miami of Ohio is? Yes. In Ohio, I know that. It's not a flashy school. It's not Bandy, you know? It's not Florida. It's not anywhere like that. It's not a flashy school. But the Angels were able to pick one of the best pitchers in this draft and he wasn't a flashy name and I think that's why a lot of fans are upset and the Angels were able to save some money as well with a pick like this and and probably use it towards a second round pick which again is something we'll talk about in in the future and and Nate I know you're kind of probably are against saving the money and as Angels fans I understand where we're coming from here because this is again the Angels trying to save money on pitching, right, Nate? Like this is this is exactly what Angels fans fear on a yearly basis is just going out and trying to sign Jose Quintana instead of getting Garrett Cole. And I don't think that is the case here. I think that Sam Bachman's gonna be a very good pitcher in any role that he is in, and he's gonna be a major leaguer. And I and I think we're both in agreement that Kumar Rocker is probably the best pitcher in this draft. But that doesn't mean that there is that much of a difference between the two of them. I think they end up being fairly similar pitchers and Kumar Rocker might end up being a reliever for all we know and and Sam Bachman might end up being a starter or Sam Bachman might get hurt and never play in the majors and god forbid hopefully that doesn't happen to either one of them but that again that's just the risk that is taken here in in the draft but yeah I, I it, it's a tough thing to approach it really is and I feel like I'm kind of you know babbling on in a sense about this but it really is a tough thing and and I understand why people are upset that Rocker isn't there, and I understand, Nate, why you're upset that Rocker isn't in Angel's jersey right now, but, you know, so be it, and, and we have the second round to look forward to. Anything else you want to kind of kind of talk about as as we get, you know, rolling here with this Sam Bachman pick? Because I, I, I like the pick. I think it's a nice Garrett Crochet-like pick. I think that Bachman might be up with the Angels at some point this year if they're contending, if not next year, and I think that he could be right up with Reed Detmers in Rocket City, and and this is a safe pick for the Angels. 
the, the Garrett Crochet thing is the one thing that scares me, though. I mean, you and I both last year saw Crochet, and we go, yeah, probably the most pro-ready arm right now, but also the most uh, injury-prone arm. And I think that's the, the issue with the Sam Bachman thing. Um, people who have done their research have seen that he missed his first two starts of the year uh, due to some elbow issues or some arm issues. Um, and again, that's another typical Angels move. Let's go get a guy who's been hurt and, and hope that he stays healthy when, for some reason, no matter what happens, they get into an Angel uniform and they, they can't stay healthy. So I, I think that's the, the thing that's really concerning to Angel fans is not necessarily that it's not Kumar Rocker because, I, I mean, I know everyone wanted Kumar. Um, I, I think even you and I talked about it. Like, is there even a chance Kumar is even there? Like, the, it, it felt like it was a one percenter that he was even going to be there and that he was there and they don't take him. But the, the fact that it, it could be another injury arm that we have to, to see get hurt a, a fair amount, that's the biggest issue I think people are seeing with this pick. Not so much that it's not Kumar Rocker, is that it is kind of a, a little bit risky knowing the uh, the injury history and kind of what it feels like to be an Angel fan where you get super excited about getting a guy and four months later he, he needs TJ or, or five months later he, he, he has shoulder surgery or something. It, it, and we don't wish that on anyone. We hope that he stays healthy for uh, his entire Angel career. But like that's the I think that's the biggest issue. I'm I'm with you on that. You know, hearing the things about Bachman, and I, I knew this coming into the draft, that there are arm issues, and I think any pitcher has to deal with arm issues, in a sense, elbow fatigue, Tommy John, got ho- hopefully no shoulder injuries, you know, because that's very tough to come back from, but but yeah, it's, um, it's worrisome, it is, and I think it's... I don't know. You know, I, I I'm I'm okay with the pick right now. I'm I'm fine with it. But I think that you need we need to wait and see how the rest of the draft develops. And I think that day two, which is what we'll kind of get on to talking about now, is is kind of where it all begins in a sense for the Angels. I I think this was a really interesting draft. By the way, I think we kind of need to bring this up now that the A's drafted Max Muncie. Like that's an amazing that is an unbelievable thing. Again, yeah, again. The same, not even the same Max Muncie, completely different Max Muncie. I mean, if nobody else is, if you're listening to this podcast and haven't heard this about Max Muncie, um, high school out of Thousand Oaks shortstop um, this year, his name is Max Muncie. If it sounds familiar, because there's a another Max Muncie that plays for the Dodgers. They both have the same birthday, and they are both drafted by the A's. Absolutely un, unbelievable. So, actually, before we get on to the second round, Nate, any other first rounders or any other day one picks that? that you really liked. I know we probably wanted to talk about Ty Madden a little bit going 32nd, which I think was a huge shock to all of us. Hey, you're, you're stealing my thunder here. I already said I love the Tigers draft, and uh, they really have done what, what I would do as a GM. I mean, you look at what their strength is as, as an organization. It's definitely the pitching side of things. You look, we, we got to see Matt Manning. We got to see Casey Myers when they came to, to Anaheim. But um, Screwball has been has – been, pretty good for them up and down yeah really good starts with the bad starts that's what you're going to get out of young guy but then to go get a really good high school arm in, in jackson Job, and then to get probably the guy who's closest to kumar rocker in this draft i think from a stuff standpoint i think ty man has a has a very good chance to be one of the better pitchers in this draft um and i, and I think just adding to the pitching rich um system in detroit is going to be huge um I'm a big believer in getting the innings out of guys early. 
I would rather draft guys, draft starting pitching, let them pitch until free agency, and then if they're willing to take a team-friendly deal, great, like a Jared Weaver thing. If not, let them walk and, and pitch age 30 through 36 in another uniform where they already have about you know, five, ten thousand innings under their belt. Um, rather than trying to go get a guy who's got five, ten thousand innings under his belt and trying to guess which guy's going to stay healthy the longest. So I, I really like what the Tigers did. I love Ty Madden in this draft. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. And I could see him in Detroit in the next year and a half as well. Um, when Detroit's really thriving, uh, Spencer Torkelson should probably be up. Daz Cameron will be an everyday guy. Um, uh, and then that, that rotation is going to be kind of dirty with Mize, Manning, Screwball, and then probably Ty Madden. So that's I really loved what the Tigers did in this draft. You also got Jackson Job, who probably is up there in two to three years if, if everything goes well. Yeah, I, I think the Tigers hit a home run today. I, I mean, you look at where they're at, they're, they're going to have another pick in the second round. Hopefully they get a guy probably a little underslot because that's probably what they're going to have to do, but hey, they're going to get three really good players in the draft to start this thing, and that's that's all you can ask for. Well, Nate, this is exactly what the Angels could do, hypothetically, by passing up on, on Kumar Rocker, in a sense. Like, like the the Tigers passed up on, on Marcelo Meyer so that they were able to go get, hypothetically, Ty Madden there in the second round. And, and all of a sudden, we are praising the Tigers for doing this, right? Only difference is they they went pitcher over shortstop, which I think is a big big difference. Well, yes. I would have taken I would have taken Meyer there no matter what, and Meyer's the best player in this draft. That's my thing. Like that was a huge this is a huge risk that they took, knowing that hoping that somebody fell to them. And and for all we know, we we may never know this. They could have had a deal with Ty Madden already, saying, "Hey, like we're picking Job, and and the slot value here at our, our at our comp B is two point you know three million two point two six million. We're gonna." We're gonna pick Job and go under slot with it because I think they're gonna go under slot, and we're gonna give you three million here at, at number thirty-two instead of that two point two five. So if you can handle the three million there and handle the waiting around for a few minutes, like we're gonna give you that there. We really like you. So I think that that possibly could have been something that that might have happened there, and and all of a sudden the Tigers had a really good draft. I know you know we just talked about that, but it kind of feels like what the Angels might do here um hopefully in the second round with saving a little bit of money by not going after rocker or not going after cleo watson which is kind of an interesting thing that they might actually do i don't, I don't know if your thoughts are the same way the, the only difference I, I feel is if they were taking let's say they took matt mcclain out of ucla and instead of marcelo meyer like to save money to go to go take time and later like that that would be the same thing in my eyes because it's a shortstop shortstop thing but to go take a, a pitcher instead of a shortstop, that could just be because they had him higher on the on their board. Now, I know your board and, and my board had Myers the number one player on, in this draft. Most, so, most boards were probably that way too. Yes, I, I would assume so. But maybe the Tigers' board did not have that. And maybe that's why they did not go with Marcel Meyer. I, I don't know. I'm not in the Tigers' front office. I can't tell you. But um, that, that is the only difference to me between the Angels and the Tigers is that the Angels let go of a guy who plays the same position as what they drafted, where the Tigers took a chance on a high school kid who's a pitcher rather than a, a shortstop. And, you know, that could just come down to, to needs as well. Maybe the Tigers are like, 
we'd rather take pitching in this draft than take shortstop because we know there's a bunch of offensive offensive guys in that second round that we can go get, and maybe they have their eyes on, on somebody uh, in that second round. Yeah, this is – I see, again, this, these conversations we're having right now is something that I think a lot of people forget. This isn't like the NFL draft, you know, where you go and you, you go draft somebody and they're automatically coming to the NFL or the MLB – because you drafted them like you need to make you kind of have to be strategic with this and and teams live and die by this strategic thing that we've been talking about you know this over slot under slot right at slot type of thing I mean teams only get paid they, they only get so much money to spend on these guys or they only have so much of a value or else they get docked and there's penalties that go along with it and I we don't need to go into that but but yeah I think this is a huge thing that people really do forget is that you know the, the money is here and granted it's only a couple million dollars or a couple thousand dollars, but that couple thousand dollars can definitely hurt you or, or help you in the next couple of rounds. So I, 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 let's just keep waiting here on on the second round. I'm I'm very intrigued to know what the Angels are going to do here in the second round today because this, this podcast is coming out the day of the second round. In fact, if you're listening to this, the draft might be going right now, and I hope you, know, you guys are you know, having a blast listening to this and I, I might put this out tonight so that you guys can listen to it as you go to sleep I, I don't know what I haven't decided yet but yeah it, it's going to be very interesting so I think we can kind of get on to that second round and and some super interesting names the Angels have the 45th pick in the second round and including a third fourth fifth sixth and etc etc but I think it comes down to the second round and who the Angels take and there are still quite a few interesting players up on the board as as day two is going to start and that includes left-handed pitcher named Anthony Salamedo, uh, Will Taylor, who's been connected to the Angels, Bubba Chandler, who's been connected to the Angels, Judd Fabian, who I know, Nate, you said that I said that Florida players ne- never develop, but Judd Fabian is still a very interesting player, Josh Baez, Peyton Stovall, uh, Isaac Pacheco, I mean, just name a few, Jaden Hill is a name that, that always gets brought up, he was a possible first-rounder before he had Tommy John, a catcher named Adrian Del Castillo, who's very interesting there, Gage Jump, the SoCal native, um, yeah, Chase Burns is another name that I, I really kind of like, uh, a high school pitcher, Matt, Mc, um, Matt Mikulski is another name, high school pitcher, that's that's fairly interesting, um, Spencer Schoenbacher is a two-way out of Nebraska, University of Nebraska, or Nebraska University, I think, one, one of the two, um, two-way there, who's who's again very interesting, and if, if we want to keep going down here of guys that I think the Angels might possibly be looking at, um, unfortunately, we saw Thatcher Hurd and Cody Schreier, they're going to go to college, um, Alex Mounier is a name that's fairly interesting, um, and I mean, the list continues to go on, Lonnie White's a name farther down that's pretty interesting, so... Nate, what direction do you think do we think the Angels are going to be going? Joe Rock, I'll also tip the cap there to to Jeff Letcher who mentioned that name to us earlier. I know it's a Ohio University, and I know Jeff got um, graduated from Ohio, so I, I had to tip that. I had to throw that name out there as well. But let's talk about second round. Who we who we thinking here, Nate? I know that a lot of these names you probably never heard of, but just throw a name out there for me. I I, I think it's a guy that you didn't even acknowledge. Honestly, um, I think Tyler Whitaker. Um, from Bishop Gorman. He's a U of A commit. U of A lost their head coach and went to LSU, and I think that's going to play a big role in possibly the, where uh, he decides to go. I think it, it makes it more probable that he signs an MLB contract rather than going to college because the guy who recruited him probably is not there anymore. So I, I think they go prep shortstop because that's kind of 
the route the Angels go in the second round, it feels like. They save a little money in the first, and then they spend a lot of money in the second on a uh, prep guy. So I think that's possible. Honestly, any prep shortstop, I wouldn't be shocked to see Pacheco go or um, or, or Peyton Stovall. Honestly, that, that just kind of feels like the mold the Angels go is they take a guy in the first, and then they take a prep shortstop in the second who's very athletic, can play multiple positions. That's the one thing about Tyler Whitt- Whitaker. He can play up the middle anywhere, sh- short, second, center. Probably he can also play the corner. So I think that's a very possible, but, um, yeah, I just really see prep shortstop. I'm 100% with you there. I think they're going prep in the second round. Any of those names that I mentioned could totally be it, and – Again, I think in the third round they do the same thing. I think they're going to go with like an overslot in a sense, prep player, and we'll kind of just see how it goes. Guys, just a reminder here as we continue to move forward, and Derek's going to kind of hate me for this. I forgot to completely do an ad, so we'll add that in at some point. I'm not sure when, and I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. I just thought about this in my head, but the second through the seventh rounds are very similar this year, and... It'll be interesting to see kind of what the Angels do. So, Nate, any final thoughts before we get going here? I, I wanted to keep this kind of short, and we kind of got a little bit longer with it, but any final thoughts? No, I think we're good. Um, ready to see what the Angels do in the second round uh, and all the way through. This is going to be interesting. It, I think the second round is really going to tell us if the first round was worth it. I'm I'm 100% with it. I think that you know Sam Bachman is a very good pitcher. I think he's going to be a very good major league pitcher for the Angels at some point in his career, whether we see him this year in the bullpen and making a playoff run with the Angels, kind of like how Garrett Crochet did it, or if he's going to be a starter down the road. And and a lot of interesting things for the Angels upcoming. Like After the draft, the Angels are going to be getting Rendon, Trout, Upton, and possibly do you start thinking about bringing up like your whole new team, basically? like You could bring up Adele, Marsh, uh, Rodriguez, Detmers, like you could practically bring up a whole new team. And that's something I think we're going to talk about here in the upcoming weeks uh, after the All-Star break and Home Run Derby. And heck, Nate, even the Home Run Derby is, is Monday. We haven't even really talked about that. And I, I know I wanted to kind of stay focused more on, on the draft tonight, but who do we got with the Home Run Derby? It's got to be Shohei Otani, right? I mean, yeah, I don't see... You've got to pick Shohei Otani to win this thing. Um but Juan Soto was a tough draw. I, I kind of wish that he would have drawn a Trevor Story or Salvador Perez, but it, it, it kind of sucks because Juan Soto is probably going to go all out to win that first round, and he'll probably get tired the rest of the way. And, and, and If he wins the first round, he will not get past the second. That's my opinion. But I, I think that's probably the toughest draw of the whole thing is to get Juan Soto. But, um, yeah, the, the home run derby is going to be interesting. I, I would not sleep on Matt Olson. I think a lefty is going to win this home run derby. And I, I think Matty Olson could hit uh, a couple of line drive bombs, which is going to give him a couple extra seconds to win this thing. So Shohei Otani, number one, but don't sleep on Matt Olson. Well, I think there's going to be some baseballs going out of the yard there. I think they're going to be extra juice. I think Shohei's going to hit about a 535-foot home run tomorrow or today, whenever you listen to this podcast. I, I think it's going to be fantastic. I, I think it's going to be a great home run derby. That left side of the board, Otani, Alonzo, and Soto is is so interesting, and I mean, everybody in the draft, like, I have Otani facing Trey Mancini, just because I want to see Trey Mancini do really, really good, because of everything that he's been through in the past two years or so, three years, it, it's just been unbelievable what he's been through and been able to come back from, so I hope that we see Trey Mancini do a, a really good job here in the home run derby, and, 
and pull off some type of crazy miracle, you know? So, guys, as always, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, Derek, if you're listening to this, I apologize. I forgot to put in any ads, but, you know, Megaphone, I, I apologize as well. It's just going to kind of be one of those days. We we forgot to do some stuff. We got a little excited talking drafts. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you could follow us on all of our social medias, look us up, talking halos. Derek does a great job doing this podcast. I do a great job doing this podcast. We got to get Brock and John back on and I know we got a bunch of fun amazing guests that are going to be planned to come on and and you know we've been kind of hit or miss here with everything going on but guys thank you so much for supporting this podcast this leave us a review subscribe to this podcast where you're listening wherever you're listening to it and guys have a great rest of your day Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.